0: Hey guys, we are recording a podcast for the first time either for me or for Victor. We're doing this at home cuz we're in quarantine. And this is more meant to be a conversation about life and things in general, some topics that maybe you don't get to uh, discuss or touch upon in other interviews now when it's more focused on your career. Yes. So we're just going to delve into different topics, like your childhood, where you grew up, how did you get here, no? Yes. Okay, are you ready to start? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so let's start with the beginning. Where, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in uh, near São Paulo, in Brazil. The name of the city is Santana de Parnaíba. Um, yeah, I lived there until I was 20, I think. And uh, I lived with my parents. Um... And yeah, I actually was born in Sao Paulo because in the, the, the city they didn't have any maternity, so that's where I uh, was born, you know, in a hospital in Sao Paulo. But it was just like 30 minutes, 40 minutes drive from, from there. So yeah, that's where I grew up.
0: Mainly. Oh, what Do you have siblings, siblings?
1: I do, I have an older brother, uh, but just, just him, which is also a musician, by the way. He's the one that is... Um, To blame, because I'm a musician as well. He was annoying uh, to me and to my parents that he wanted to make a band with me. He wanted to have a band with me. So as he was a guitar player, he was always um, saying, you should play the bass, you should play the bass. But I said, no, but I want to play the guitar as well. No, I want to be like you or something like that, No, because it was my big brother. So he said, "No, no, no! You have to play the bass because we already have the guitar in the band." So, then, then we find a drummer or whatever, you know. And I was like, "Yeah, but then I want to be the drummer." And then, and then they said, "Like, yeah, but uh, mom and dad they cannot afford a drum because it's expensive. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like a big equipment. It's very, it was way more expensive. At least in Brazil, it was." So yeah, and then. How old were you guys at that? Uh, I was age? I was eight or nine. I was, yeah, I was nine, I think. And your brother? My brother was
0: 15,
1: almost 15, 14 to 15. Mm. So yeah, and then he was already a guitar player for five years or something because he really started like really young. Yeah, then my parents gave me as a Christmas present a bass.
0: Isn't it funny that uh, this actually happened eventually? You are 30 now. Yeah, yeah, we have a band. We you have, have a, band. a band.
1: Yeah, we do have a band. And he's the guitar player, and I'm the bass player. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. By the way, the band is incredible. <laughs> and I can't wait for that music to come out. It's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: insane. So, what style is it? What genre? It's it's rock, but it's pop. It's a mix of many things. You have to listen to amazing. it. It's, there's even a bit of electronic, but just a bit. But it's mainly rock and roll, and, but more approachable. It's not just like classic rock, you know, is more like rock in general.
0: Nice, nice. Excited, excited. So what kind of childhood did you have? How would you summarize those times?
1: Well, my childhood was very, um, uh, I think, intense was a good word to say, because there was a lot of music, a lot of art, but there was a lot of conflicts as well, a lot of um, pain in a way. No, I, I come from, um, when I was born, my family was quite rich, no, they were really wealthy. And after a few years, they got bankrupt. No, that was something that happened to many, many of my uh, friends' parents that I know, no, like in Brazil. So I was quite young. So imagine you have everything you have, like, when I say everything, I mean, I mean, it's like even thinking you can, you could afford to have pizza, you could afford to have McDonald's, you could afford to have, which is not even that expensive if you think about, or going out for dinner and all those things or having like a good car or whatever, for having to uh, reduce everything and not uh, being able to have nothing but the very very basic. What did
0: your parents do? What kind of business? It
1: was like a amenity kit kind of factory that they used to do, something like that. And they had this massive massive client. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the very big lessons that I learned in my life that my mom always told me later because they had like this big, big client. So they were focusing only on one big client. So when the client... Um, Ditch them for China because China was way cheaper because you cannot compete with China. Right. No? Uh, then they got bankrupt because they, they bought all this material, all this... They had, like, I don't know how many employees and all those things and then from a lot to nothing and many bills to pay. So they got, like... That was a very, very uh, big uh, start of that, of the...
0: Did that influence your... F- Family, Yeah, of course, dynamics of course,
1: of course. My, my, my parents, they, they were, like, of course, concerned about money. They couldn't pay bills. They got uh, many, many, many debts. And there was, of course, fighting, you No, know, because you're stressed. So, and my mom, which was, uh, she graduated as an architect. She was working that. She eventually became a teacher uh, in the school that I studied my whole life mm-hmm. so she became because a teacher because um, we had dads in the school so she said like she because I, actually they she was a Spanish teacher right so then they wanted to actually have my dad as a teacher because my dad was Peruvian so okay speaking Spanish that's a yeah surprise. yeah mm-hmm. is uh, so. So, but he, he had no knowledge uh, at all. And he even forgot about his language because he was living in Brazil for so, so long. He was not, no, um sharp okay. to do that. So my mom said, no, I can teach it. And she just, she accepted before she knew how to do it. So then she just became a Spanish teacher like that. So we could pay the, the, the dads mm-hmm. that we had in the school. And then from the, the years to come... We didn't have to pay for for school, me and my brother, because she was studying there. So it was part of working the, Yeah, yeah, part of her job. She had this benefit that we didn't have to pay for for our school.
0: But they didn't end up divorcing, or no,
1: no, 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 no. My mom is a is a widow. My dad passed nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Actually, fun fact. Uh, today is the second, right? Correct. So tomorrow is gonna be his anniversary.
0: Death. His
1: death wow. anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Then on the 3rd of April, 2011, yeah. So, it's <laughs> funny. So, yeah, so uh, then that's how she became a teacher. And then that's how they started to, you know, rearrange everything at home. And then, of course, and then on top of that, my dad, he was an alcoholic too. So there was a lot of fights over that, so... Yeah, it it, it, it uh, created many traumas, not really bad traumas, but uh, traumas. No, it was like, for instance, something that really affected my adult life was uh, the the conflicts. So, because they were having so many conflicts, I was always trying to avoid them because I didn't like fights. It was something that was all my. My childhood mm. and teenage years it was there every day every day. there was, no, there was no, no violence or this kind of things. Thank God, my dad he loved my mom. mind you, he was an amazing person, but he had that uh, flaw, which was um, many people say it's a disease. I don't know the terms the terms uh, so uh,
0: was it maybe a consequence of that bankruptcy yeah, and be, not being able be, to deal be. with it? Yeah or, or
1: maybe that he was uh, also in uh, heritage because uh, now it's a joke. In uh, <laughs> heritage because he w- his grandfather was Swedish.
0: Okay. So why <laughs> what, what what about wow. Swedish people? What's they like the... to drink. They like to drink. Yeah, Is
1: drink. that the legend? Okay. It's yeah. cool, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a I joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's because also my uh, my grandfather, my mom's father, he was also working with Swedish people, so. So he would invite them to, to come to his house in Sao Paulo and he, he used to work with them. And my mom would say, like, they would drink a lot, like a lot,
0: <laughs> a lot. So. But so you have a, a Swedish, Peruvian yes, and Brazilian, Brazilian yes. lineage. Yeah, That's but
1: it's, it's mostly half Brazilian and half Peruvian. It's just this small part from uh, Sweden. That's exactly. uh, from my dad. Yeah, and from my mom is very Brazilian.
0: Amazing. So do you feel like um, moving on and growing up did that all those events in your childhood influence maybe your career choice or the way you um put all your focus in your music or
1: Yeah, it helped a lot for me to focus in music because uh well, my dad passed away when I was 20, right? Yeah. I was 20. So or 21, I don't remember. Anyways, so I was already uh, making music. I was already touring, you know, not internationally, but in Brazil a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was already, you know, I wasn't when he passed, I wasn't even living with them anymore. I was living in a new another city with a colleague. Uh, so because I worked with music, so um, it all, all those fights, and because then after a while I would started fighting him as well, you no, know, with him, as well, because we had many arguments uh, because of the, the all the drinking, etc., uh, etc. Et so that helped me to focus, uh, no, mm-hmm. uh, on my music for sure. It was a getaway, I'd say.
0: Yeah.
1: So, but I was always also, mind you, I was also very determined, because. When I was a kid, that moment that I had everything and then I lost everything, not me, my parents. For me, I I was drooling and eating uh, earth, (laughs) Dirty doesn't matter. You know, and um, uh, that made me very grounded in a way that I knew that if I need money, if I was going to have money in my life, I have to work hard for it because I could see my parents struggling, struggling a lot and not making so much money. And I was like, okay, so I have to work even harder, yeah. if I want to do it. So that that drive, I I I I got it from there, mainly. And also, mind you, when I was at home, in front of my computer making music, you know, all those hours and hours and days and weeks and months and years. It was fucking fun, you know. It was really fun. So I was, I it wasn't a chore. Of course, many times you have to deal with frustration, yeah. which is which plays a big role in our uh, job, which is like.
0: Why frustration? Where does that come? From? Because
1: because you're in front of the computer, I don't know, twelve hours, sixteen hours a day doesn't matter, a long time sitting in front of the computer and then trying to do something, trying to squeeze the lemon, the last drop, you know, and then he's like, okay, now I have something cool, and then you listen the next day, shit. <laughs> and then it's like, fuck, and then you just do this all over and over. But at least what what uh, kept me going, one of the main things was I was having fun.
0: Many people were curious, uh, and you received questions uh, to this effect, where do you find the motivation to sit for 16 hours a day and just produce, or where do you Is that,
1: you? I mean, at least for me, I love what I do. I, I'm obsessed with what I do. Mm. I can spend, you know it, I okay. spend so much time in front of my computer with Logic, just, uh, it, uh, no, it absorbs me in the most beautiful way possible. And it's where I belong. I know making music is where I belong. So I always knew that. I always knew that I was going to make music somehow. I always felt it, at least.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's, um, you... it's the calling, No, that they say. was my calling. It is my calling, music.
0: What do you think about people that don't have that privilege or I don't know where this calling comes from, no? And I think you're quite lucky to... Have that in your life. What do you think about people that don't know what they're supposed to do, and maybe they're already adults and they're just going from job to job? Yeah, not I think knowing what they want. I think it's okay.
1: It's never too late to start over, start to start again, and ask questions like, "What do I want? What do I like? What do I? Uh, what is my passion? Oh, like. If I could do anything in life and I could be paid for it, what would I do? And it it could be as simple as like, okay, people are going to say, ah, I would love to play video games. There are people that get money by playing video games because they're like video games testers. You can do that, you know? Don't you think
0: that passion is already like too much pressure for somebody because they say, I don't know what my passion is. I
1: don't don't. But that's the thing. You just take your time. You just, that's why you have to ask questions because then... You, uh, by asking the questions, you're going to find the answers. You know, I know it's very uh, basic to say that, but it's true. And uh, the, 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 the questions are more important than the answers, yeah. right? So. And I
0: think it's uh, very important to, to be curious and to try different things. Absolutely. You know? And being open having that curiosity I think you allow many things to come to you to discover you know don't just uh, limit yourself to the 9 to 5 just take a take a course dabble in different things talk to different people no that's so important and one day you just feel a click inside of you and say hey I'm curious about this I'm going to try to find out more and I think that's one way to discover your passion
1: A 100% yeah
0: um I have this question that um, I always wanted to ask you. What do you think it's about lessons, not life lessons. Absolutely. What do you think last year, what's a lesson you learned last year?
1: It was like many, many lessons. This year was a very intense and very important year of my life. Um, But I would say finally stand for myself and stand for myself in the sense of then we also we're gonna go back again to the, the topic about childhood no because mm-hmm. I was always avoiding conflicts. Therefore I would ban myself all my life, name it, in, in relationships in work and friendships and everything, everything you can imagine. So for me it was always very difficult to say no or to not to say no or just to say yes to something like, do, to do something that I didn't want to do, but I would do just to avoid conflicts. Or to say, no, like, hey, no, I don't want to do that. Or, no, I don't like that. And in order to avoid conflicts or just to stand by myself, you know, just stand for myself. Mm-hmm. Saying, hey, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't think this is not it. this is good for me, you know? So, yeah, I, after a long period, I, I realized that, no, I have to stand for myself and it's part of your uh, personal growth. I think it's very important.
0: And when you when you do that, that implies some sort of change. Did you have to make decisions? Did you have to make changes in your life? How did it translate? Every,
1: everything changes because in the moment you start to stand in for yourself, it means that you're making decisions already, you know? You're making mm-hmm. decisions for you. And this is very powerful, you know? Uh, when you're stuck in places like in life, you're stuck and then you're not going anywhere, and then you just have to shake everything, so then you can move forward, right? <laughs> so, yeah, everything changed. Everything changed in my life. Everything. Hmm. So it was a very, it was a very it was a tough process, but it was very good. It was uh, very positive. It took a while, and uh, it was very, it's very hurtful in a way that I have to see, I have to look into my into myself, no? And it's like, oh, I'm I'm like that. And I didn't like what I see, you know, like I was not being myself. And I was like, okay, so let's let's reset. I have to break everything down yeah. to build a new picture, which actually was myself.
0: When do you know you're not yourself? How do you know that? What?
1: Oh, sometimes it takes time. It's it's when you you feel it. You feel it in your gut. When you say something, but then you just in the moment you say something, you take this action, it is not the right thing. You just feel it right here.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, in your in your tummy. You just like mm, it's not that I wanted to say, or that's not what that I wanted to do, and then of course it brings consequences. No, and then people will not take you seriously, or they will, or you know, it's 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 harsh. So it's a uh, it's a process. You have to you have really to look. Yourself in the mirror and see like and be ready as well because when you start to know yourself and to get uh, in contact with the real you, mm-hmm. you might not like it what you're gonna see, in the beginning and but it's okay, you can always change, you know it's a, it's it's a it's a decision it's a choice,
0: yeah
1: and I chose to change,
0: I think that's something many people struggle with not to, uh, discover who they are and. Not Be easy. honest to themselves and yeah.
1: yeah, I think exactly being honest with yourself is the most one of the most important tools you can you can have and you can apply in your life because also then it comes to the the thing you know like you feel it like oh I didn't want to do that or or, or I wanted to do that but I didn't do that you know so
0: but those were hung ups you could say now from your childhood you no know, that you had to sort of unpack what your upbringing did to you. Absolutely,
1: what... absolutely, because I just wanted to be, no, you, you, you do those things because you want to be, not just avoid conflict, but also you want to be accepted, or you want to be, want people not to judge you, even though that they are not, and you think they are, you know, this is something that was always very difficult for me to, um, to don't pay attention, or to not care about other people's opinion. Mm-hmm. For me, it's very difficult. But I'm working on that. I'm much better on that, but I'm still working a lot. As a,
0: a I remember I asked you once... Uh, very big work in progress. Um, I asked you, do you have insecurities? Or what's your biggest insecurity? And uh, you told me something like this, that you care about people's opinions. And yeah. I thought it's more of a girl thing, that girls care about, no, you know, no, no, what no, people no, no. think or Mind judgments. you, mind you,
1: everybody... Um, But that's why I think also our generation is very anxious. They really, really care about what other people uh, think about them, you know, and when we shouldn't, because of course, like, no, you're my partner. I'm always going to care about what you're going to think about me, Mm -hmm. but I shouldn't paralyze myself and paralyze my life because... I feel judged, you know, and uh, about what anybody is going to think about me. You just follow your gut and you go for it. And if you make mistakes, it's okay. You're human. You're allowed to. You're not perfect. We're not perfect, you know? Yeah. And also dealing for me with imperfection, even though I'm not a Virgo, I'm a Leo, but close <laughs> enough. uh, uh was very, very hard for me to deal with imperfection profession because it also came from my, my childhood. My mother, she was always very, very um, strict with school. You know, school grades and like, ah, you have to be a, the best student because you have the potential, the, the, the thing that I told you, you have the potential to be a Ferrari. Why are you going to be a junkyard uh, old car if you can be a Ferrari? And I was like... I just wanted to be a kid, you know, I just want to play with my friends and just want to make music or whatever. Yeah. I don't care about history. I don't care about geography. I don't care about the chemistry or whatever. I don't give a fuck. I just want to have fun. I just want to be happy. Were you a good student, though? I was, the, as a boy, I was the best boy, uh, student boy in my class, yeah. always, yes. But for me, I don't know. For me, for just it was just easy. There was, of course, some uh, topics that for me was very difficult. Uh, somehow, like, chemistry I never understood, even though I was very good with mathematics. For me, uh, chemistry was just like, was like Chinese. <laughs> you know? Maybe Chinese is easier than that. And, uh... Yeah, some other no, biology was not so good as either. But,
0: but you felt pressure from your mom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid. I
1: remember she was always telling me, like, yeah, if you get, like, a, we call it in Brazil red notes, no, when you when you get a grade that is under the under the the, 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 the the main grade that you have to pass. Let's say you have to, from 0 to 10, 10 is the highest, 0 is the lowest. So, okay, if you reach, uh, and the, the one that for you to pass to the class, let, let's say, it's five, so if you go below five, you're gonna be grounded for whatever. Mm. And only once I had that in my life, which was with history and with, with a teacher that he didn't like me and I didn't like him, so I, I didn't attend his classes mainly. So you got grounded? Yeah. No, I didn't get grounded because she, she knew it. She knew it, and I told him like I told her like way before. I was like, yeah, I don't know, I, I because she was a teacher also, so she was always at school, so she always knew if I just. Was messing around or doing anything, she wouldn't know right away, no? <laughs> because all my, my colleagues, my, my friends, they could do whatever they want, and I mean, more or less, but then only after two months, no? in the teachers, parents' uh, meetings that uh, they would know. But my mom, she would know like right away, like if it was not the, the very day, the next one she would know for sure. Because they would tell her, you know, like, hey, he did that. Victor did that. So I was always like, I always felt that I was being judged or uh, looked after or like, no, spied on. Mm. And um, it's not that, you know, and um, and I never felt free. I never felt... uh, So there was a lot of pressure, you know, to be a good boy, to be a good student, to be a good uh, kid, to be... To don't... uh, um, bring shame to her, you know, to my family because she was working there and I couldn't be a, a troublemaker I, although I was a bit, mm-hmm. but not that much What's your uh,
0: relationship with perfection now?
1: Uh, I'm very very perfectionist with, in, in my craft in my music for sure I I'm very, very you know uh, I pay a lot of attention on that so i i understood that i'm i'm perfectly imperfect <laughs> so I'm okay with that
0: and personally you're
1: yeah personally i mean yeah yeah in in my work i mean i can always i can always get better and better and better, and that's fine, and there is no such thing as perfection, I know that for sure it's impossible to reach it so once you you understand that you just let it go and it's fine, you know it's um you just...
0: Did that also help you, for instance, in your journey with, let's say, losing weight or... Perfection?
1: No. Um, well, we can we can say... That really uh, didn't help, actually. It was the opposite, because I have to be the perfect person. Also, no? then I was looking to my body, and I was always a chubby kid. No, I think... When I was really, really young, I was normal, but then I, I gained a lot of weight when I was six or seven or something like that. And then from now on, it was just like skyrocketing. I was really, really chubby. And at some point I even, I think I was 140 almost kilo. It was like really big. And I was like 17, was 17, 18, something like that. I was at, uh, just got into the university. So, mind you, if, you, if you're uh, created, you know, like raised to be perfect or whatever my, my parents wanted me to be, and then you, you look into your body and it's not perfect at all, when it is perfect already, because all of our bodies are fucking perfect, it's just what the, what the media wants to, you know, show us that. Oh, I'm too fat. Oh, I'm too skinny. Oh, I'm too tall. Oh, I'm too short. Oh, I'm... No. Oh, my hair is like this. Oh, I don't have hair, you know? Like, so you're always searching for something which is external. So it was all my life. So all my childhood, it was me looking myself in the mirror and not liking, even, like, hating what I was seeing. And then, like, oh, I have to be perfect. So why am I such a good student and I'm really good with music, but I'm fat? And, like, I have this body and oh, you know, and I'm not good in my skin. What's happening? You know, it was very, very, very difficult for me to grow up. It was very, made me very lonely as well, because not many, first of all, I would never bring this to my parents, I would never bring this to my brother or with my friends, no? Because they're going to say, ah, you're fat, whatever. No, my friends. And, um, uh, yeah, so during my childhood was very, um, Let's say we tried everything. We tried weight watchers. Who's we? What do you mean? Who? Oh. No, me and my mom. And ah, my, okay. my, you know, she was always, she was the one that was always uh, dragging me to those places, to different doctors. I went to the Chinese doctor, uh, I went to general doctor. I did all kinds of diets, you can imagine. I took whatever, not, I didn't take any medicine to, to lose weight when I was young uh, because my mom didn't want me to go that way but mind you like so many kinds of uh, yeah and there was this doctor he would put something in my ear or this doctor that would uh, give me I don't know this herb to whatever you know or even let's you go to the to go to this class of uh, football or tennis or whatever and try to do something try to lose weight but I was never happy. I was never uh, um, how can I say that? I was never too much into sports when I was a kid. I was more like a nerdy, video game, music guy, kid. No. So yeah, and um, and then I, I grew up. I was uh, at university, and it was the first time that I lost weight, like proper. I was one forty. I remember, and then I got to 99 in about a year of just not eating much, actually. Um, doing some exercises, then after I, I got to the gym, I went to the gym mm-hmm. for the first time in my life. And uh, I remember, like, let's say I would I would ride the subway and, and the bus a lot, no? To go to the university. So let's say, instead of getting the the escalators, I would just use the regular stairs. Like those little things. And uh, in in the university, instead of getting the elevator, I'll get stairs as well. So those little things, no? And I wasn't eating. I was skipping a meal. And uh, and also I became vegetarian for a year and a half. So that helped me a lot. So that was the first time I lost weight. And I felt great. I was like, oh my God, I love it. I'm myself, you no know? am I don't have this... I don't know, big weight. Because think about it, if you lose 40 kilos, you feel amazing. Try to get a backpack and put 40 kilos of, I don't know, whatever, cement, I don't know, rice, doesn't matter. 40 kilos in your back and try to walk, like, try to go outside and do something the whole day. See how you're going to feel. Wow. So that's how I felt after of is you lose a bit every day so then you don't feel much but after a while just like you feel great you sleep better you exercise better you know everything everything is better you of course and of course you look yourself in the mirror and you're just like okay you know, like oh this is a good looking guy feeling yourself <laughs> of course and then it was actually when i uh started to started to even uh flirt to start flirting with girls you know because before I was not so I was zero I was zero uh I'm not going to say able because it's not it's not that confident of course I was I was I was zero confident for sure because before I, all, all any girls that I would try to approach they would friends on me like that Pam, because I, I didn't know how to flirt I don't know how to know like the the, the the to to play this know how to how is the game of uh, Flirting, and because, no, it's a dance, it's... I didn't know, I was just complimenting, and then, like, ha oh, you're cute, friend zone. You're my best friend. I was like, okay. Uh, then, no. So then, and mind you, I was, like, around, around that I was 19, or something like that, when I started to think about that, you know? So, yeah. So after that, until now, I went up and down many times. I, If you follow me for at least five or six years... In my career, you've seen my pictures that I was uh, really fat and then I lost weight and then I was really fat again and then I lost weight and then I was really fat again and now here I am. Uh, but this time was more consistent and it was for way longer. And, and mind you, I went to all doctors, you can imagine, did all the diets again. I even took uh, medicine to lose weight, like proper, not good stuff.
0: But uh, how start. did you do it now? Because yeah, I'm, I'm, like, for instance, I know you know for a, a few months now, but you didn't follow any super strict diet. No. you, We still drank together. We went to restaurants.
1: Yeah, even, like, eating sometimes eating the fries and during the night. Huh?
0: Yeah, so that always fascinated me about you, that you kept losing weight, and considerable uh, amounts yeah. of weight, Yeah. without being too strict. So what is the... The view? Is it, does it have to do with mindset
1: or? Every time after a meal, I go to the toilet and I puke. I'm joking. Oh I'm, joking I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to make this joke. I was brewing something.
0: That is so terrible to no, say.
1: No, no, I'm joking. Jesus Christ. No.
0: like the people really do that. I you know. I know. So. I
1: know. Well, that'll be. That'll be. Uh, it is tragic, but just wanted to make things a bit. But
0: you different. don't do that.
1: No. 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 Not anymore. <laughs> joking! I'm joking again. <laughs> it's
0: horrible.
1: No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: No, come uh, on. No, how no, did no. you
1: do it? So yeah, so that um, was a very important thing. It was part of also of my process as a as a human being was loving myself. Was learning how to love myself despite of my weight, is a very ex deep and very strong uh, exercise or many exercises also if you want. Um, of looking at yourself in the mirror, literally just go to the, the, the bathroom, the toilet, whatever, just go to a mirror or whatever you have a mirror, just talk to yourself. And uh, don't, because my pattern was every time I look at myself in the mirror, was like, oh, I hate you. Oh, I hate my body. Oh, my body's so ugly. Oh, mm-hmm. and how can you imagine that my body felt? It was like he was cringing. So I was like, okay, I need some protection of this guy. So what do you do when you need protection? You just eat. Because all this fat that we have here in this region of the torso and the the the, the belly, uh, energetically and spiritually, they say it's protection because you need protection for something. So and if you always follow me, you always knew I was always way fatter in my torso area than my legs and my arms and my head, you know. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then I I so that's your your body goes already in a self-defense mechanism, which is storing more fat. Mm -hmm. So, and then if if your body relaxes and feels like, oh, there's no threat. There's like, it's actually a loving environment. I can be myself here. It's fine. Hey guys, we can burn those calories. We don't need this protection anymore. We're safe. And then you burn the calories, you burn the fat, you know? and uh, and there was a process like so so then you just look yourself in the mirror and say like hey i love you i find thank you body you're perfect thank you arm for you can then then you can be very creative and i'm a very creative person so i was always like hey uh, heart thank you for pumping the blood you know my my my, my body every day and thank lung thank you lungs to uh, receiving all the oxygen that I need into my body and name it everything, everything. Knees, thank you for being flexible and helping me to articulate and move. And thank you feet for supporting me every day. Thank you hands for whatever you know, like uh, saying goodbye or whatever, scr- uh, writing or. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. You know, so thank you eyes for me. For me to see or thank you ears for me to listen, which wow we're both musicians, so we need our ears, Jesus Christ. No, our hearing is the most important thing, at least no. For me is hands down. So yeah, so and I was a lot of like touching uh like this, no, like acknowledging, say, hey harm. thank you very much. I love you so much, you're great. No, it's fine, you're fine here. Uh we don't have anything to 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 um To worry anymore because I love you, I love myself, so let's together change this environment. So then it doesn't matter, of course, if you eat only bullshit every day, you're not gonna lose weight, but you're working with your body. So if you have this friendship with with your body, you know, if your buddies with your body, It's gonna be great. You're gonna to work together, and and of course you put intention. You're like, hey, I love you. Um, we we can we can uh, we can do this. We're gonna lose this weight together, you know. Like, and you give commands to your body because words are so powerful, you no. Know? So, wow. hey, I I want to do this. Let's do it. No, let's let's work together.
0: How do you come up with that? Like, how did you discover that this narrative is better or?
1: Um, the, the first exercise I, I got when I did therapy with my therapist She told me to do those things And then you develop And then of course you, you, you feel it as well You feel it after a while you, feel, you start feeling your body, you know You start feeling yourself
0: Was it weird to say like I love Well, you the in first the time was
1: very cringy even. It was like, what the fuck am I doing? Because then your ego kicks in Because your ego is your uh, negative self-defense de- me- uh, self mechanism you know? Okay. That's wh- that's how I, in- I interpretate the ego. Because you want to do something great for you. And then your ego, which is your patterns, your bad things, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing this? You're stupid. You're ridiculous. Huh. No, he's going to be judging you. No? It's the ego is like is the, the little voice or big voice that has the same voice as we do, we have, no? But it's always like bringing you down. It's always uh, stopping you to become who you have to become, who, who you're here to to be you know, so yeah and then so it was very weird so I was like, no like oh then then I was like, you know fuck it I'm gonna try it for this for a week, if it gets better it gets better if it doesn't then I just drop it and it gets better after the third day you're just used to it and then you're fine you just just let it go you know just um, move on and and then in, actually enjoy it. and your body gonna uh, respond uh, response you know you're gonna much better in your own skin
0: yeah are you happy or content with i want to
1: i want to lose more weight for sure i just uh, a bit stagnated because well i'm hashtag quarantine <laughs> i love my body but i also love uh, fries so <laughs> air fire fries mm, for not actually lots of i love carbs let's say that so for me it's a everybody very, does no? it's a very difficult thing so yeah but uh, I'm very happy I'm happy in my body but uh, I, I want to lose more weight for sure at least like 10 kilos and um, and build some muscles a bit It's nothing like crazy oh my God it's just mainly I just want to be healthy that's all
0: I think that's a good approach you mentioned I mean you didn't mention it per se but that's how I interpret it um, as a form of spirituality or of these. Exercises yeah, or being connected yourself, no? to yourself. No. Hundred percent. Is that? Would you say you are a spiritual person, religious? Where um, on the spectrum? I had um, a
1: very religious uh, creation. Not creation. Upbringing. Upbringing. Yeah, my my parents they were both Catholics, so I was uh, raised in a family of Catholics my grandparents as well so they, I had to go to the church every Sunday even though I didn't like it I never liked to, to, to go to the mass because you were a kid so you have, you have the weekend after the high school you, know, like a, you have the, the, the school days and then weekend you have this moment for yourself to play or do whatever you want no, you're a kid and then like every Sunday in the morning you have to go to, 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 to the, the church like, come on like, parents don't do that with your kids what are you doing? I'm joking. I I had nothing against uh, going to the mass. Everybody believes when they want to believe. So yeah, that made me. Um, I always felt something that I had something else. You know, like I was always asking too many questions. Let's say like, like with, uh, for instance, my my first questioning was like my mom would say, you have to go every Sunday to the church, and I was I say why. Is the first one because you just have to, because you have to. But why do I have to go there? Ah, because it's the house of the Lord. They would say, no. Mm. And then I was like, yeah, but if God is, he's everywhere. No, if he's uh, omnipresent. why can I pray and be home and pray from home? Because he's here <laughs> as well. I don't have to go there. I can stay here and pray. I don't mind. Wonderful, yeah. And then she was like, well, like everybody, yeah, you're wrong. You have to go to the church because I have to go to the church. Otherwise, you go to hell. Or you're a sinner or whatever. And so that's where I know my spirituality started with asking questions, asking different questions. I, I wasn't, I was not, uh, I was not uh, agreeing that After, just after life, you go either to hell or heaven and that's it. And then you're either going to perish, like, suffer forever, or you're going to be all good forever. I don't think this works like that. You know, I think if we leave the heaven and hell is here. And I believe in many lies and reincarnation, everything. I do believe in that. And karma, I do believe in that as well. Um, A lot. Um, So... That's when I started to look for answers, so that's where my spirituality journey began. I can say, mm-hmm. like just asking questions, I'd say, so yeah, and then I found many, many things, many many answers. I still f- looking for answers, I so think. you are spiritual yes, 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 yes i'm I'm spiritual. But I also I'm very human. I'm very let's say mundane in many things. I have so many flaws. I commit so many. I make so many mistakes in my life, which is okay. But I'm I'm studying a lot now, and I'm I'm willing to learn more and more and to improve and yeah. to become a better person.
0: How How does that look? How does that play in your life? What do you What do you do? What I know you have morning rituals.
1: Yes. Yes. I think the first the, the most beautiful thing to do at least in the, it doesn't have to be the first thing but if it's the first thing in the morning it's, it's nicer just uh pray and be grateful for everything you have in your life mm-hmm. you know i think gratitude is the maybe the most most uh important and the strongest energy we can find
0: that is true
1: because if you if you only worry about like oh i don't have this i don't have that then you're going to be in a life, with only uh, the, the life is lacking everything. But if you're grateful for everything you have, like, oh, I'm grateful for the water I'm drinking, for the air I'm breathing, and for the food and the, the house and whatever, everything you have, everything you are, and people that you have around you, in your life, you are going to attract only more, because then life is going to say, okay, he's open for more. Hmm. So he's happy that he has that. Okay, we can bring more blessings, you know. So that's a good way to start the day. So, and then after I, I also meditate uh, during the day, um, uh, writing helps and uh, asking, praying. I think praying is a very important
0: can thing. Can you develop a bit on that? How, what do you mean by praying? How, how do you pray? You have a shrine, you have a. An you have a little mat on the floor. No,
1: no, no. You, you don't have to have the, those things. If you want, perfect. I don't... I, I also want to have this at home at some point. We should do that. I
0: know
1: you have an alarm on your phone. Yeah, yeah, I have an alarm on my phone that is rings every 11.11 11 in the morning, so it's when we pray. And the the, the praying consistency... Uh, it consists, sorry, in um, just asking... what you want what you wish what is in your heart and yeah and just pray for things that you want and you're grateful for things that you want it doesn't have to be anywhere else like for instance we do mostly in bed or or in the couch or seated or like if you're in the kitchen we just hold hands and you do it or no if you're you're alone you can do this as well We should do it as well does Um, it work? It does work, for sure it works. 100%.
0: Have you had, like, things that you prayed for show up in your life? Yeah.
1: M- m- many. I'm looking at one right now.
0: Mm.
1: Many, many things, you know. And, uh, um, yeah, uh, it was a lot of praying, for sure, in my whole life. Still have
0: were you also spiritual when you were young or do you find that that sort of uh, progressed or you yeah. as you grow up you I start looking for more the thing is finances.
1: when when you're young and you depending on where you grow of course i was very i was very curious but also was not strong enough to to confront my parents to so like hey fuck this shit i'm not going to the church anymore mm. but it's um it was definitely definitely something that i always had in my in my mind and in my heart, you know? I remember even like one day I was at school in the middle of the class and it was like this time warp in, in reality and then I was just like, every, the time just stopped and I was looking to my, my hands like this and I was like, is this real? Like, what is this? And it was like very slow, you no, know, very slow motion. I was really young, I was like nine or 10, I don't know. Wow. I was like, is this real? What is this, you know? Like, how can, how can my brain do this? And what is this, you know? like." And I even remember one day I was playing with some friends in uh, on the streets next to my, my parents' house. And I remember I, I told my friend, what if uh, actually all the colors that we see right now are actually different colors that everybody else sees differently. I know it's just like a stupid thing to say, perception, but it's not, you know? It's like, it's like asking for and being curious to what's, what's beyond, you know? So cool. So that's, that's where everything started. That's when I knew that I was different than, than most of my friends, I mean, you know? Yeah. And that's, do you think
0: it's more important as an adult to be connected to yourself or to to look for those type of answers? Can it have implications in your adult life if you're just kind of living oblivious and you just go to of, your job?
1: Of course, then it means that you're not uh, you're not uh, living; you're just surviving. You know. What do you you're mean? Not, emotionally, right? Yeah, you're just in. Not even that. You just. You're just like a, acting like a robot you know you're just acting as um, as the like the the matrix want you to, to do
0: but wouldn't you say yeah. that ignorance is bliss somehow because if you are spiritual it's a lot of work like you have
1: yeah to but right pray yeah of course but what you can achieve by working it's much better than not knowing anything
0: that's a good
1: point. And spirituality also things that not many people understand is also responsibility. Once you know, there's no turning back. You cannot know everything and do nothing.
0: What do you mean with responsibility?
1: Um, you have all these knowledge. Let's say you know everything about karma, energy, uh, how things works, and the you know how to pray and how to ask. And and uh, one of the most important things in spirituality is to give. Is to give you have you receive many blessings because we're all channels here in life, we're not just um, endless recipients, you know. We're just not like big uh, buckets of endless absorbing energy. We have uh, the, the the universe, God, or whatever the name you wanna give, is gonna give you blessings and light and money and whatever for you to make good out of it to spread this. Energy and this blessing is the thing with with people, with other people that need. Mm. So, if you have this, this, this is this a responsibility in this matter? So if you don't do it, uh, life is gonna bring you chaos, until you move, until you help. I do believe that this quarantine, this situation, this corona thing. Of course, you can go really, really deep in spirituality on that. There's so many things. Yeah. What do you think? I think is a a massive uh, wake up call to everybody to start uh, to change their lives. What we're doing is not good or not good enough. We are very, very capable or of uh, helping so many people and. Uh, Helping and sharing so many blessings and we're keeping them to ourselves. So you can see that one of the most, so much uh, humanity we're seeing during this crisis, so much humanity, people helping their neighbors, their elder neighbors or people that are sick or whatever, know that, hey, we're here for you. You can count on us. Or people that are just staying at home, like, hey, we're not going to go out because we, we don't want to, people to, to to suffer and to get contaminated so let's stay home and let's
0: and to be, to be honest our... we could do more of that also we're, in, we're not in times of crisis to be more aware of people around us that need help or yeah of course
1: but this is something that I, I want at least to take from this because I always, was always having my plans in my head uh that I want to do something good to help people and something big. And I know I have this cap, uh, capability and so do we all. No, we mm-hmm. all have that. But this is something that I want to do. Uh, when this, I mean, we're already doing stuff now. But after when it stops, when this thing uh, goes away, hopefully soon, then we can continue. And I want to continue more and more doing that.
0: Do you want to implement
1: any other changes in your life based on diet? For sure, this? diet. Uh, changing my diet habits. What kind of diet? Vegan, do you one. I, I don't want any more animal products in my life. Why? Well, think about the virus came from animals. So everybody's eating animals. I'm not talking about. Of course, this time it might be like a cobra or a, or a bat or whatever the fuck they, they 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 ate in China, Uh but. If you think about bird flu or mad cow disease or all of that, name it. There's so many diseases that come from pigs, even that, you know, the H1N1 was from pigs. So, yeah. like, the swine flu, they call it, they're very deadly. So, if you stop eating those animals, you're just being smart, you know. Absolutely. and And plus, all the beneficial things are going to come out of it. Your health is going to improve, for sure. Your The, the environment, the, the crazy, crazy, crazy uh, slaughterhouses and it's not just houses it's warehouses awesome. factories meat impact, factories impact
0: no, on, on the environment exactly. and the land and
1: like for instance in, in Brazil they they have the, the, the biggest portion in land that they use to plant uh, uh, I think is soy or corn or stuff like that is to actually feed the cattle it's not for feed us that's it. it's to feed the cattle that's gonna feed us it's, it's, it's insane it's, it's... it's stupid I'm sorry it's very stupid I don't, I don't understand. We could use the soil to stop people to getting to being hungry in Africa, yeah. in all the world, not just Africa, but like South America. So you uh, want to be, you want to
0: yeah. be a peak. Yeah, I think that's really 100%, good.
1: hundred in... percent. And I'm already uh, walking towards there. Uh, I'm already. We see a hair at home. We don't, we don't buy any more dairy products. So just sometimes we buy some uh, cochina.
0: What Which is coxinha is, for the people? Some, it's something
1: from Brazil. It's like a little, uh, I don't know, it's a little
0: nugget I Nugget don't know. with <laughs>
1: chicken inside. But the, the 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 dough is from potatoes and you put it in the air fryer. It's insane. But we can uh, find to make like a Yeah, we want to make
0: our own, right? Yeah. Our own version. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. So now on a lighter topic, we're also almost reaching the end of our one hour. Um, yeah. You are. You also believe in horoscopes, right?
1: Absolutely. You
0: do. Of course, I do. You're pretty good with it, actually. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah. um,
1: I know you. Uh... I love it. I don't know why. Since I was a kid, I always loved it. Maybe it's because uh, I really like lions and I'm a Leo. I don't know. Okay. And um, like I, a I always, tiger king. I was, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, maybe no, and and you know, I think it's. Um,
0: I, don't know, I don't So like give it. us some, uh, give us a reading. Um, what about? Okay, I'm gonna take me. No, yeah. because let's say, for, what what do you know about Virgos?
1: You think a lot about uh, perfection, and you're very critics. You're very critic with yourself and with others. Yeah. Uh, you like things really neat, really clean, really organized. Everything mm-hmm. in boxes. Everything, like, <laughs> pee, 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 pee. no, like, so. You're all uh, overthinkers. Uh, you generally um, yeah, overthink and you're very harsh on yourselves. Yeah. And, uh, but you're also very, uh, very very good people to have around because you're like, you like to serve, you like to help people. Mm-hmm. You, have, like, you guys like to help others. So That's it's true. very beautiful.
0: That's quite spot on. Maybe we should do this, like, every every other podcast. You do a reading for another sign. <laughs> I'm, not cool. good. I'm not
1: good with signs that I don't know, and i mind You're you. You're really
0: good. good. You read yeah, Strangers, but... and they were like, what? No, um, but,
1: but also it's because, yeah, but there are some signs that I'm not an expert. I'm not, I mean, I'm not an expert in anyone other than Leo, I'd say. Yeah. But it's because I'm a Leo, so I know how I am and who I am. Um... But
0: what about Leo's? How are Leo's?
1: Awesome. (laughs) It's true, we're awesome. But also, we're not. You know, like we we think we think we're the kings of the jungle when we're not. But we are.
0: uh, Oh God. Okay. What is the quality of Leo? Uh
1: courageous, a big heart, loyal.
0: That is true. What about the uh, weakness or something that doesn't benefit? Pride, pride,
1: insecurity, huh. uh, laziness. You can be very lazy. Really? Yeah. You know? not yes. lazy to achieve goals or anything like that, but lazy in a day-to-day thing. Like if we can lay on the couch a bit more, really? if you can like stay a bit more, like in
0: bed, we can. I haven't noticed more. that with you. to Just be honest. Pay You're trained. Yeah. No. There's
1: Yeah, of course you have to be, but uh, I learned through my
0: life that
1: uh, it's not productive. But if I don't pay attention, I can I can I can be very very uh, lazy. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. That's very dual right there because you're very productive. And yeah,
1: but I'm very... But again, that's your sign. Then if you have your whole chart, the whole astrological chart, have so many signs in different houses and different planets, etc., etc. that I cannot explain now because it's a lot... I don't even know. We should do
0: an episode on horoscope and
1: But I have to study astrology. first because I don't know my... I no, know, but um, how it
0: works a bit. Oh, yeah, sure. Ascendance and... No? I don't know actually anything about it, but yeah, uh, you did some reading for me and I was like, wow, this is spot on, it's quite incredible. Is it hard to live with me as a, a Virgo? No, it's the opposite. It's neat- quite it's quite easy
1: because um, I come from Brazil and generally people in Brazil are very <clears throat> very clean and very we like to to clean the house very you know to be be very neat spot on and um, you like it too so we're good together
0: Very neat yeah should I share the story or that's TMI
1: <clears throat> which story
0: uh, that when you started uh, dating you thought
1: oh yeah of course I, I, I almost said it yeah when when. I always found that so funny yeah when we started dating and not even that even before I met you, I was freaking out like Oh, uh, like I'm gonna meet. Uh, no, I'm I'm single now. After like a long relationship, I like I'm single now in Europe. So my next girlfriend is gonna be European. So of course, we as Brazilians we have this stereotype that Europeans are. They don't like to shower. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they don't shower that m- as much as we do.
0: Not true, but
1: okay. Is it though? Hey. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, I, I, <laughs> it's a joke. I shower, you know. I know, actually, you do actually. Like today, you showered and I didn't. Oh, surprise! Boom. Okay. <laughs> Don't say that.
0: Okay, but yeah, that was so
1: yeah, I, so I was freaking out. I was freaking out a bit, no, like like oh, how's it gonna be? No, the this this thing, no, the, this the person is gonna be the, the girl is gonna be clean or no, is gonna shower or not? And then I met you, and then one of the first questions that I. I asked you like, what's your sign? And it what went, does that have to do? Oh, Virgos are very clean. Is one of the the number one things. About, what about
0: like Leo's or if you were uh, what do I know a Capricorn or?
1: Aren't you clean?
0: I am very clean. Don't but you
1: love to be clean?
0: i I uh, go off on nothing, but. Uh, Don't you
1: get like extra happy when you're
0: clean? Absolutely, that is. Voila. Maybe I am a bit extra clean than most oh, yeah. people. but uh, point. If I was a Capricorn, you think I would be less... I don't
1: know. I don't know. Hmm. But as getting a stereotype as a Virgo, because also your are is as Virgo, so are Virgo and Virgo, um, then I knew that you're like, okay, she's, she's going to be clean. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> One way to know if your uh, partner is clean, just ask their sign. No, yeah, well... What's the dirtiest sign? Okay, okay. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I was going to put you in trouble. No, no, I
1: have no idea. Is there There is there a the sign that it's a pig? I don't know. <laughs> no, there, there is
0: actually in Chinese Zodiac. Yeah, Watch so out. I <laughs> no. I don't know,
1: I don't know. I, I don't think it's like that, but... Okay, we but, totally but,
0: derailed this from yeah. deep conversations about God and to, to every uh, shower. shower
1: every day or not. <laughs>
0: that is that is funny but yeah i remember you told me that uh, i thought europeans don't shower that much i thought what we i mean we do i mean
1: i heard stories i'm sorry
0: well to be honest me too because i i am of course european but uh, i i have met people that don't like the water that much yeah call them cats but no, I think you have people like that everywhere, it's not... Of
1: course, uh, of course, but in Europe is a bit of a stereotype, it's just a
0: joke. And it also has to do with the weather, no? know, like here it's so cold, that first of all, you don't sweat that much when it's so cold, and in Brazil you would, you do sweat because it's, course, hot. It's, it's hot, you're in heat, you know, so, um, Absolutely. in the heat, yeah. I get it, no, I get it, no? it's okay. How many times per day you shower in Brazil?
1: Depends. Depends on the person. There's people that I know, they shower. No, you. Ah, me twice, at least. What about here? Once.
0: See? There, it's, it has oh, to be.
1: And, but during winter, even when it's really cold, I, I have to shower. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, of course. At least once a day.
1: And... Um, but when it's summer here, I shower at least two times a day.
0: Has been showering in quarantine. Tell the truth.
1: Well, I was uh, showering every day, mostly. Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me about showers? Shouldn't we go deep?
0: No, I think we're almost at the end. So um, ah,
1: okay. So yeah. can... next question.
0: There's no next question. Actually <laughs> to just end next things, subject. Next subject. To yeah, bring things to the end. Is there anything you want to share or tell the audience, whoever is gonna listen this? Uh, I don't know, maybe about Yeah, yeah. I think
1: maybe it's something that um, since we're talking about life and stuff like that, I think we should, um, the advice that I have to, it's um, don't take for granted what you have and all the things you have and people that are around you. Mm -hmm. Because um, life is quite fragile, you know, it's very, very fragile. and things that we we have now and we used to have now they might be gone by the next minute it's not even tomorrow you know people that we have next to us can be gone the next minute so cherish everything you have everybody that are around you and uh, that you, people that you love and um yeah just enjoy your life and live your life don't forget to um Help people is very important. And um, don't forget to live, I would say.
0: Thank you. So thank you guys for listening. And maybe we'll do a second episode and a third and a fourth. Maybe. Depends. Did you enjoy? Yes, they did you? Yes, very much. Okay, Okay. Yeah. Like it. it was fun. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys.
1: Thank you, guys. Be safe.
0: Bye-bye. Ciao.